Hello, this is the Bible in fewer words. We are Carol and Steve Wells. This is episode 142, 1 Kings chapter 19. If you enjoy this podcast and the Skeptics Annotated Bible website, consider supporting us at patreon.com forward slash BFW. Hi, Steve. Hi, Carol. We've met Elijah. Yeah. We have not yet met Jezebel. She's going to be in this episode a little oh. bit. <clears throat> okay. That woman, that elusive woman that I've heard so much about and seen so little of. Mm-hmm. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of women get called Jezebel. Oh, that's true, I guess. Yeah. And we need to know what it was that she did so we can either be proud or ashamed of being called Jezebel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I see Jezebel's in this first line right here. Should we just go ahead and start? <laughs> uh huh. All right. Chapter 19, <laughs> verse 1. Before we go on, Carol, <laughs> so in the last episode, we had a prayer contest, right? Oh, yes, we did. Who can start the fire yeah. underwater? Right. There was no contest there, right? No, God won, hands down. He did. And the prophets of Baal lost, and they were all killed. Yes. Uh huh. The prophets of Baal were Jezebel's boys, right? She's a worshiper of the prophets of Baal. Yep. So she's probably going to want to get back at uh, Elijah now. Okay, that kind of makes sense. Mm -hmm. All right, chapter 19, verse 1. Ahab told his wife, Jezebel, that Elijah had killed the prophets of Baal. Jezebel sent a message to Elijah saying, I'm going to kill you tomorrow at about this time. (laughs) (laughs) Good for her. (laughs) All right. I want to be called a Jezebel. (laughs) Forever. You can just call me that. All right. (laughs) When Elijah heard that, he went into the wilderness near Beersheba in Judah and sat under a juniper tree and said to God, just kill me now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So now I want to be called a Jezebel now. (laughs) That if that's the way you can make a guy feel. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. So one of the strange things uh, about this is geographical. Uh huh. Because he was up in Israel, right? The northern kingdom. Yes. Now he's coming down to Judah. It's actually kind of in the southern part of Judah to Beersheba. Mm-hmm. So it's not a huge country, but it's a long walk. More than 50 miles. Yeah. So he's trying to get away from Jezebel. Yeah. He's now ran down into Judah to Beersheba. Yeah. Sat under a tree and said, yeah, just kill me now. Yeah. Because he thinks he's going to get killed by Jezebel. Then Elijah went to sleep and was touched by an angel who said to him, get up and eat. Yeah, and I use the phrase touched by an angel, not just to be cute, because everybody remembers fondly, right? <laughs> what do we remember fondly? Well, that TV show, Touched by an Angel, back oh, in the 90s. Oh, and, and were they three female angels? I, I never saw it. <laughs> But we remember it fondly. <laughs> no, I, I heard about it. You know, it, it, it was a thing in the 90s. Uh-huh. I guess it went all the way up went for nine seasons or something. Looked it up. <laughs> anyway, um, there was a show, Touched by an Angel, and it was probably based upon, maybe it was based upon this very verse, because it says in the Bible that Elijah was touched by an angel who said to him, get up and eat. 
All right. Elijah looked up and saw a cake in some water. So he ate the cake, drank the water, and went back to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. This was the first angel food cake. <laughs> so he got up and ate and drank some water and went back to sleep. Mm-hmm. The angel came back later and touched him again and said, Hey, get up and eat. It's time to get going. Those are very specific little directions, isn't it? That an angel would say to a prophet. Get up and eat. <laughs> twice. He said that twice. Oh, yeah. And a lot, a lot of times things happen twice or three okay. times. Yeah. So Elijah got up and walked to God's mountain. Mount Horeb may be Mount Sinai. Okay. They may be the same mountain. Whatever, they're, they're a long way away. They're on the Sinai Peninsula somewhere. So he's walking another 50, 100 miles <laughs> <laughs> after he ate this cake from yeah. the angel yeah. and drank the water. He's got a lot of strength left in him. Yeah, he walked on a long journey for 40 days, during which he didn't eat or drink. I could see now why the angel was insisting he better eat <laughs> yeah. and drink because you're going to need last, it, buddy. It had to last him for 40 days, which of course is impossible. Yes. I mean, certainly the not drinking. He couldn't do, go on a long journey. He couldn't just sit there for 40 days and survive mm -hmm. without drinking. Mm -hmm. But he did here. Okay. So the journey took him 40 days, during which he neither ate nor drank. But he eventually got there. And when he did, Elijah went into a cave where the word of God came to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? <laughs> um, Fancy meeting you here. Uh-huh. If that's the word of God, I mean, God knows what he's doing there, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. He should know what Elijah's doing there. Yeah, because he's told the, the, the other I, angel. You know how sometimes you just say, hey, what's up? Oh, I think that's okay, what that's it. it. Yeah. How are you doing? How are you doing? Yeah. Elijah said, well, the Israelites have destroyed your altars and killed your prophets, and now they want to kill me. Actually, I guess maybe he meant what he said when he said, what are you doing here? Because <laughs> Elijah's answering the question. Yes. Yeah. The word of God said, go stand on the mountain in front of God. I'm still puzzled by the word of God saying things. I know. I don't, I don't get it either. But I think it's like when you go for a walk or something and... And you get inspired. Oh. It's kind of, uh, you hear a little voice in your head or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I thought that was my voice inside no, my no, head. No, that's, no the word, that's the word of God. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know if now I want to pay more attention to it or less attention. Yeah, I'd ignore it if, okay. if I were you. <laughs> okay, so we were on verse 11 where the word of God said, Go stand. Go stand on the mountain. Go stand on the mountain in, in front, front of God. Okay, so Elijah stood on the mountain. And a strong wind blew and tore the mountain apart. But God wasn't in the wind. Then an earthquake came. But God wasn't in the earthquake. Then there was a fire. But God wasn't in the fire. Finally, there was a little voice. A voice said to him, What are you doing here? <laughs> what are you doing? You have to not laugh, Steve. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's that the reason this is funny <laughs> is not because it's a, a small voice that's going to be whispering. <laughs> it's because he's asking the same question he asked before. Yes. Right? Yes, but exactly. before I guess same, it must have been same, in, a, I mean, a louder voice. I mean, in a little voice. And this little small voice uh -huh. that God's speaking here, uh -huh. 
This is one of the most famous passages in all of First Kings. Really? Yeah, you hear it all the time. God wasn't in the earthquake, and he wasn't in the big wind, and he wasn't in the fire. He was in that wee small voice, that still small voice. Christ, that we all hear. That we all hear. It's the little voice that you hear when you're on your walk. God's speaking quietly to you. And that's kind of, huh. it's a really cool thing that Christians like. Yeah. But it's crazy because it starts with a, what are you doing here, Elijah? Yeah, and then the same thing. And what then are you we doing have the here, same And he gives the same answer. Yeah. <laughs> the answer is, well, Elijah said, the Israelites have destroyed your altars and killed your prophets. Now they want to kill me. It's like God probably could have understood that the first time, right? Yes. God wasn't paying attention. I guess so. He was distracted by a little voice. Yeah. Um, so God said to him, Go anoint Hazael, the king of Syria, Jehu, the king of Israel, and Elisha, the prophet who will replace you. Yeah. And what's strange here is that God's telling him to do that, and yet he doesn't do it. Really? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to he spoil anything. He disobeys God? <laughs> well, he doesn't do it because it's done many years later by Elisha. At least the first, this Hazael, the king of Syria. Uh -huh. That's going to happen later in Second Kings after Elisha's gone. And then Jehu, he's not going to anoint Jehu, king of Israel either. That's going to be something that Elisha's going to do. Uh -huh. But he is going to make Elisha the prophet. That's coming up here. Okay. So then God goes on. I kind of interrupted him. Yeah. God goes on and says, Jehu will kill whoever isn't killed by Hazael. And whoever isn't killed by Jehu will be killed by Elisha. But there will be 7,000 in Israel who haven't bowed or kissed Baal who will survive. Yeah. So this Hazael guy uh -huh. is going to be a king of Syria. And I guess he's going to kill a lot of the people in Israel. He's going to go to war with Israel and kill a bunch of people. Uh -huh. But whoever isn't killed by him is going to be killed by this king of Israel, Jehu. Yeah. And then whoever isn't killed by Jehu, so who's ever left over, right? <laughs> yeah. Is going to be killed by Elisha. There will be 7,000 who are left over who didn't kiss Baal. Uh-huh. So everybody else, I guess, in Israel, except for the 7,000 who don't kiss Baal, are going to be killed here. I mean, that's what God's saying. Okay, those are very specific numbers. Yeah, yeah. And, and seven, of course. Seven? With 7,000, you know, they're always doing these censuses and they're coming up with hundreds of thousands, right? Yeah. So almost everybody's going to be killed except for these few thousand. Uh-huh. 7,000. Bizarre. Mm-hmm. Cruel. Crazy. So verse 19. So Elijah found Elisha. Oh, they found each other. Yeah. Who was plowing with 12 oxen and put his mantle on him. Elisha said to Elijah, Let me kiss my mom and dad, then I'll follow you. Elijah said, Okay. Elisha killed his oxen, boiled their flesh, and gave it to the people. Didn't say that he kissed his mom and dad. No, or gave the meat to his mom and dad. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, after he's done with that, then he followed Elijah. So now they're best buds. Yeah. I guess Elisha had a little voice in him that told him, Elijah's coming to get you. It doesn't say so. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, 
I'm putting things in that aren't yeah, there. Yeah. We should not no, do that. No, we can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thanks for bringing this story to light for us. Sure. Uh, but I have to say, other than scaring Elijah, Jezebel does not have a huge role here. No, not really. She just really threatens. Uh-huh. I'm going to kill you tomorrow. That's okay. about it. Okay. But it, he really took that seriously because he ran halfway across the continent here to yeah. get away. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You go, Jezebel. <laughs> All right. Okay. Bye, listeners. Bye, Steve. Bye-bye.